Welcome to Hill Black Joy Podcast presents Soul Food and War. I'm Lola Troy, the host and curator of Hill Black Joy, the learning platform for our community to heal our Black joy with tangible and attainable programs for the mind, body, soul relationships and businesses. And in today's conversation, we are talking about Heal Black Joy Through Difficult Times. And today, our guest is none other than Miss Shauna Ward, who is an American soprano. She is a vocal coach, a music educator, a nonprofit administrator, and an athlete. After years of performing, travel, traveling, and managing her brand, Fierce Stitch, she reopened her voice studio during the quarantine to coach singers of all ages. Her struggles as a black classical vocalist inspired her to design a voice curriculum where she centers it around us, our people, musicians and artists that promote a positive social and emotional learning experience for students to feel seen, heard, understood, and appreciated. The pandemic inspired her to prioritize pleasure, wellness, and joy each day by finding new ways to live an active lifestyle. She has been an avid salsa dancer, as you can see. She just got hey, down for hey. over 15 years. Mm -hmm. However, in an effort to live a balanced, holistic lifestyle, she enjoys running, cycling, and is training for her first triathlon in 2022. You guys give a big, big, warm welcome for our lovely guest, our sister, our friend, Miss Shauna Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Girl! Thank you so much for that introduction. I remember when I wrote it out, I was like, that girl sounds kind of cool. I want to hang out with her. Can I hang? Can I hang? Can I hang with her, please? And you know what? That's been like just before we got on, just before we did the, we, we started talking today. I'm sitting here at my friend's house. I wanted to position the camera just right because Prince is right behind us here. So Love I it. want to make sure that, you know, he shows up as we as we have our discussion. Love it. But I was but I was just journaling and um I'm trying to design shaunalhoward.com and trying to design that that website just to like talk about just me and you know the things that I do, the services that I provide, the performances that I've done, and all of this and that. Just, you know, like just one hub for all of that. And um, and so one of the podcasts that I listen to and books that I've read and and all of that talks about like just designing your life. Of course, you know, designing the life that you want to live. And one of the ways that I do that, that I know that I've done that effectively is whenever I have to write a bio for something, I always, you know, make sure to speak about it as clearly and succinctly as possible. But just today I was drafting out, you know, what I would want the front page to look like and, you know, what type of text I wanted up there. And I was speaking in terms of the future. Shauna L. Howard is the owner of dot, 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 dot. Absolutely. She has, she has won the awards of dot, 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 dot. She has been featured in blah, 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 blah. And at one point in my life, I would, I would have thought to do that and not actually written it out. But now I feel so comfortable around, about writing out what I want my life to look like in the future. And a good portion of that is because I, I, 
I, I now have a exercise regimen that has that that allows for me to you know eat right exercise and just be just live a healthier holistic life where i feel comfortable dreaming about the life that i want in the future so as we talk about difficult times <laughs> we're gonna get here into we it go. <laughs> here we go here we go yes. let's pull the trigger yeah um i know last week we talked about you healing black joy through exercise and there was a particular clip that just resonated with so many people uh -huh. and we were talking about joy and you said your comment was when was the last time that i had honest joy mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it not only resonated with me uh, in my in my real time response was woo yeah right? <laughs> everybody that hit me that was one of the things that they said was when was the last time that i have had honest joy mm -hmm. and nobody that hit me could tell me when that last time was mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we go along to get along a lot of times you know you know human beings most human beings don't want to be alone whether it's and not just about relations you know being in intimate relationships or romantic relationships but we don't want to not have family we don't want to not have friends we don't want to not have you know a job or volunteer work or some higher calling that we're into like we want to be a part of a community we want to we want to have those things we want to belong if you will not to say you know that there are people out there who are you know very comfortable with themselves and comfortable with being alone and what have you but the majority of us want to belong to something absolutely and, and oftentimes we will sacrifice and or compromise our genuine joy in things just to get along, just to be along with 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 a community. So um, I just know that for myself, I've spent a lot of time like in places and spaces with groups of people, with big, large groups of people where I had to where I had to minimize myself a little bit by little bit, a little bit by little bit. And I had to find you know joy and happiness and what they were doing but when i really checked in with myself was i really happy was that joke really that funny like right. I, know I, I know i gave you my big old country laugh but was it really funny shauna was it did, did they deserve to really do get to really get that much of you like was it honest you know so you know during during this period of um well during the pandemic i just i just really took a deep 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 self-reflection a, a moment of, of self-reflection and looked at this time while i was hurt that i couldn't be around friends and family mm -hmm. there was a part of me that was actually okay with not being around friends and family because i had the opportunity to do like a hard reset mm. i had the i had the time I had the freedom, if you will, to do a hard, hard reset. And, mm. and in that reset, you know, I started to feel like, okay, like from this point on, I really and truly just only, just wanna have authentic relationships. I wanna have authentic experiences. I wanna, mm. I want, if I laugh, I want it to, I want it to be so funny that I start crying. 
Right. I want, right. If I'm it, because I'm gonna be sad. Like sadness is something that you know sits right here with me during this pandemic. Yeah. So I really want to have genuine moments that bring absolute joy in my life. And I'm not talking like when when I when I speak about this. As I'm talking to you about this, I don't want anyone to misunderstand. Like, I want to have genuine joy with the with the partner of my life, or I want to have genuine joy with the. No, no, no. It's not about having it with one thing. It's about having it all throughout your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's about having it in everything. And my friend Tiffany really taught me that. Shout out to Tiffany. I hope that she's watching. If not, I'm going to download this and send it to her so she knows yeah. that, I'm, that I'm shouting her out. But like, I remember she, she summed it up for me um, one time as we were talking. She was like, from this point in my life, if it doesn't fall in the categories of ease, flow, and luxury, I don't want it. Mm. And because I'm a heathen, you know, because I'm a heathen in some ways, I was like, and orgasms. <laughs> Ease, flow, luxury, and orgasms. Then one day I realized, okay, Sean, it ain't gotta be all blunt like that. Like, I don't want people to, to forget about easeful and luxury and still focus on orgasms. But I reworded it and was like, you're right. Ease, flow, luxury, and pleasure. Pleasure. And let's pleasure. talk about that for a second because and I, and I know this is shifting somewhere else, but there have been so many times where when we talk about sex, mm -hmm. we were raised that sex was bad. The, the, the construct, uh, the belief about sex was bad. It wasn't mm -hmm. where when they described sex or when we had the birds and bees conversation, it wasn't that this is a moment where you're going to be pleasured. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. was always worded from a place of it's bad for you. You shouldn't do it. You know, you're going to feel guilty if you have a conversation about it. If you're talking right. about it, looking at it, thinking right. about it, whatever. Right. It's right. always from a place of it not being divine one and something that's natural for us mm -hmm. as human beings to want to have that desire. So I love how you talked about pleasure. I love how you identified that as something that you not only wanted, but something that you also needed. Mm -hmm. And as black women, we got to get to a place where we're okay with discussing our, our femininity and our sexuality mm -hmm. and being able to, walk in a room and feel sexy mm -hmm. and not feel guilty mm -hmm. about being mm -hmm. sexy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just telling a friend of mine, um, was it yesterday or day before yesterday? Just recently, we were talking about um, orgasms and sex and what have you. And I was telling him, I remember there was this meme that I, that I, I saw online and it says, sex is not sex until we both cross the finish line. Uh, Otherwise, it's called a favor. And <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so again, sex is not sex until we both cross the finish line. Otherwise, it's called a favor. And like, you know, I'm, I'm one of those 
I'm, I'm one of those Scorpios that takes every little sign and every little sentence and tries to see the deeper meaning in it. Right. right. So I'm not looking, I wasn't reading that mean like that, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, messed up. But I was thinking like, we can take the word sex out of that and talk about anything. If it isn't mutually beneficial, then I don't want it. <laughs> the law of reciprocity. And, and please recognize that if I did it for you and did not get compensation from it or did not get something from it, then that's a favor. And that's probably the one and only time that I'm going to provide that favor for you because everything in life is about ebb and flow, you know, yin and yang. It's everything in life is about giving and receiving. Um, there will be times that as black women or as black people that we feel um, that we feel the, the, the desire to give and give and give. But listen, when it comes to pleasure, I'm tired of giving. It's time for mama to receive and not only just receive, but it's time to have a, a it's time to have an ex experiences where I give and receive, where I receive and give. It's time to be filled with so much joy that comes from pleasure that it moves mountains, that it starts businesses, that it funds institutions, that, you know, it heals bodies. It does all of that because why not? You know, <laughs> why, why not? Well, I that's how, hear... it, that's what it's supposed to be anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've gotten away from, I think everybody has gotten into this capitalistic mindset where it's like, I'm supposed to take, 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 take. And nobody is thinking about the person that's doing all the give, 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 right? And you will give yourself to you give yourself out where you have nothing left to give. And a lot of us are giving from an empty cup. I I talk about, a relationship that I've had where I gave a five gallon barrel and you didn't have a shot glass of love yes, to give back. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. You couldn't even so, say thank you with a little shot glass. Right. right. So it was right. a favor, as mm -hmm. you say, that was a favor. Um, talk to me about healing black joy for you through difficult times. I know that you developed your athleticism or you 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 it penetrated you to to inspired you to start that mm -hmm. healing journey physically mm -hmm. during the pandemic yes because i think right now i don't know we might get shut back down in a month mm -hmm. who knows mm -hmm. i mean the mm -hmm. numbers are going back up mm -hmm. um and especially now during the holidays, during the winter season, mm -hmm. people are more apt to be depressed, to have anxiety, mm -hmm. to feel the pressure and stresses of, am I going to be able to pay my bills and buy gifts right. for my children? Am I going to be able to do things that I need to do? It's the winter months. People are sick. Right. These are difficult times for a lot of people. A lot of people are grieving loss that they've had over the past couple of years. Um, they're grieving the loss of relationships. They're grieving the loss of, of family members that have passed away and friends that have passed away. They're grieving jobs they no longer have. Mm -hmm. They're grieving experiences that they can't have because they can't get outside because of COVID, due to COVID. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about how do we heal Black joy during a difficult 
time? Where, think, where do you pull from? What, what do you pull from to do that? I think the first thing that we have to do as human beings, and I mean, I can't, I'm not going to speak broadly for human beings. I think as Black women, what we have to what we have to first acknowledge is that, and actually I'll be more specific, Black American women. Um, Black American women who are descendants of enslaved Africans were brought to this country for the purpose of labor and reproduction. I don't remember what podcast I was listening to where the where the interviewee mentioned that. If I find it, I'll send it to you. You can put it in the show notes. But um, it was some it was a conversation that I definitely heard on NPR, and that stuck with me. There is something about Black women where we know that we just got to work, and maybe that work that we have to do has been passed down in our in our genetic code from our ancestors who were brought to the United States for labor and reproduction. Mm. Were we brought here to be loved? Were we brought here for nice, positive, you know, something? No, we were brought, and, 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 the, and the person who was being interviewed in, on the part on the, uh, on the show on NPR that mentioned that phrase, said that black women were are the only women are the only human beings that have that were brought to the united states for labor and reproduction and so it's very natural for people who are not black women to see black women as people who have to work and work and work and work and work because on top of that we also feel the responsibility of well it ain't nobody gonna do it but me so i might as well go ahead and get it done right so we, oh, we work ourselves into depression we work ourselves into um into uh lo having lots of illnesses and diseases that are preventable i know for me when i moved to la i felt when i when i moved to la four years ago i was a member of anything that had to do with entrepreneurship small business development um the arts in philadelphia and I was volunteering all over the place because number one, I wanted to get, I wanted to learn more. And number two, I wanted to get my name out as, as a resource, what have you. And I realized that I was volunteering like 40, 50 hours a week, which is a full-time job. I was giving of myself right. that many hours. So when I moved to LA and finally settled down and, and established myself as an artist here in Los Angeles, I remember intentionally saying, okay, I can't be on the board or anything else right now. I can't volunteer anything else because I need to take care of me. So no, so the reason why I bring that up is because when I moved to LA, I did a hard reset. When we went into quarantine, I did a hard reset. Mm. And so what I would hope that black women who are listening to this interview to listen not the interview discussion because i don't feel like i'm being interviewed i feel like i'm talking to my good girlfriend right um one of the things that i believe that black women need is to be given permission to rest and if if anybody who's listening anybody who is listening if you need a black woman to tell you to give you permission to rest send me a dm 
we will schedule some time for me to just look you in the eyes and say, girl, go take, go sit down. Girl, just go, go sit down, go take a rest, go take a nap, go have some tea, go, you deserve to just rest. You deserve, you deserve to rest because then you'll remember who you were when you were a little girl and what you enjoyed doing to play. That's how cycling came up for me. Like, I remember being a little girl and going out in the neighborhood and riding my bike and just playing. And when you connect with play, when you connect with joy in that way, honey, like, you can't tell me that I'm not a character in a video game when I'm riding my bike. You cannot tell me that I am fighting crime with a fro and everything. Like, I am, I'm such a little kid when I'm on my bike but a kid with a bank account and, and responsibilities to myself. Having the opportunity to just play, to just have fun, even if it's for like 20 minutes a day or what, it will, it will center, it will bring you back to your truest self. Mm. It, will be, it will bring you, and, your, and you may not have met, ever met your truest self. You may not Ooh. have ever met her. You know, listen, it will either introduce you or reintroduce you to your truest to self. yourself, to your core, to who you are. I used to be so like ashamed at how playful I am. I used to, I remember being a kid and like just being happy. I just remember being happy, just a happy kid, just a happy girl. And then as a child, I mean, as I got older, having that joy diminished having people say you know calm down okay you, you know shh, 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 put the and 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 living a life where i was being told to shh, shh all the time and now i'm like no 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 you want what i got to say no you want my voice not only do you want it but i'm going to teach you how to find yours too and and the thing about that i'm so glad you're talking about going back to your playful self and finding mm-hmm. your truest authentic self right mm-hmm. When you think about children, they are the most honest people on the planet, okay? Good, bad, and indifferent. You are going to get honesty from children. Yep. What has happened is we as Black women or as Black people or people of color, Mm -hmm. we were accelerated in our maturity maturation uh-huh yeah uh-huh. maturation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we literally had to grow up super fast based off of the color of our skin the experiences that we were going to have just to just for safety purposes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't go down the street don't do this don't go over there don't hang out with this person yep. and you just want to be free as a child but you got to think about all these things to not do to not say, sit still, be quiet, fold your arms, don't talk, only talk when you're talk, spoken to. All of these things that we were taught growing up made us so robotic right? that right. when we became adults, we lost that innocence, that, that life of color you talk about prince in the background right and when i think about prince i think of a <laughs> vibrant color mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and when i was a child i dreamed saw 
and experience everything in full color. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. There were moments in my life, whether it be traumatic situations or pain or hurt or disappointment, where my life went to black and white. Yeah. It was, everything was in color. And then when something happened, it was like, okay, this person is not trustworthy. Yeah. This person yeah. is good. This yeah. person is bad. This yeah. person I can trust. This person I can't trust. Yeah. This yeah. person I love. This person I do not love. You right. literally will yeah. put people in categories based yeah. off of the fact yeah. that you had some trauma, some mm -hmm. disappointment, or some pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember and my that's, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's the moment mm -hmm. when your innocence is taken away, mm -hmm. and that's the moment when that playful, free-spirited person leaves your body. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was little, my grandmother, my mom's mom used to say, um, whenever I tell her, go, go to her house, we go to her house after church. And my grandmother, as we were telling stories about, you know, school or, you know, playing outside or whatever the case, whenever I would tell her a story about something, she would go, were they black or white? I'm like, grandma, like, right. <laughs> why you always, why you always gotta like put things know, first, in a category? First question, first question you ask me is, were they black or white? But when I tell you, if Miss Francine Miller was alive today, I would look, I would hold her hand and be like, I get it. I get, I understand that. And sometimes it just don't matter. Because trauma is trauma. Now, mm -hmm. trauma on black bodies is, is, is what it is. It's its own separate thing. But there are instances where human beings, no matter what their ethnicity is, they just experience trauma. Right. But right. as a whole, I truly believe that black women experience trauma very early on. I teach, very much so. a, I teach uh, music at an elementary uh, charter school here in Los Angeles that's right in my neighborhood. And there are times, uh, it's, it's my favorite part of the day, my absolute favorite part of the day. I wake up in the morning, I go do a bike ride or run, come home, have lunch, and then I go and teach at the elementary school. And I teach, uh, most recently I have third graders and it's been just such a joy to see um, how adults mature over time. Because at first mm -hmm. I had first graders, now and then I had second graders and now I got third graders that I teach. And in my class, I have third graders right now and I have a student named Julian and there's just something just so tenderhearted about him that I just enjoy so much. And when I show up to class, I show up in full hair, makeup, faces beat. I always try to put a really nice outfit on just to let them know that like, you know, black womanhood like this also exists and it's normal, right? Right. And and I am silly with them. I, I'm stern and like, you know, they don't play around with Mishana, but I give them the space to just be free and black and childlike and let's just talk about music, but let's talk about, let's talk about uh, Kanye. Let's talk about, you know, Drake. Let's talk about music that you know about. Right. 
Right. But talk about whole note, half note, quarter note, you know, bar yeah. lines, all of that. You know, I talk yeah. about it from the music that they already that they already know. And my uh, my one student, Julian, he looked at me. He always sits on the front row and his big old eyes stare right up at me. And he said to me once one day, he was like, Miss Shauna, are you a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, in my head, I think I'm the funniest person, but you know. I haven't gotten a check for it. <laughs> but, um, I'm not know, getting yeah, gigs get for it right now. <laughs> I'm like, why you ask, you know? And he's like, you're just, you're just always funny and silly. And I said, that's because you deserve it. Ooh, yes. That's because you deserve it. Mm. I don't want to, I don't ever want to be the adult in any child's life that diminishes their joy. Mm, mm, mm. No, I want you to see that blackness can be silly. I want you to see that a black woman is not being firm with you all the time. No, let's go ahead and get this joy. Let's talk, and I'll be the I'll be the the worldwide international representative of black joy through music. I will be the worldwide international representative of black girl happiness, black girl joy through the things that I know that I'm good at, which is singing and dancing and, you know, crocheting and, and, and entrepreneurship or whatever and teaching as of lately. But now nah, when you come over here, ease, flow, luxury, and pleasure. That's yeah. it. That's it. And yeah. I don't have the space to conjure up any negativity for you un unless it's warranted. And even then my absence is enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we've been, we've been traumatized too long. We've been traumatized too long. So when I think about to to get back to the question that you asked, what does one? How does one find ways to um, get through difficult times and 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 get on their healing journey of joy? You've got to number one realize that you've already you've been through a lot. You've already been through a lot and that you deserve to have joy. You have permission. You have permission to have joy. Please give yourself permission. If it's for five minutes, give yourself that permission. I scrolled through Instagram about 5,000 times during the day. And I, one of the ads that came up is that balance was giving away free, um, free paid memberships for uh breath work and for meditations and what have you so right now i think that i think it's until the end of the end of the year if not uh i don't know how long it's for but i caught one of those real quick because i want I, the this this joy that i have in my body this joy that i have in my in my life right now i want it to be normal i want it to be everyday normal life is gonna be hard Mm. And I'm gonna deal with life when it's hard, but joy has to be the baseline. You said something that was so, just in the moment, I, I'm just, I'm sitting with myself in real time and having a real honest reaction to what you just said. When you said joy has to be normal, something it, about that penetrated, yeah. that penetrated yeah. my spirit because we never think about joy and being normal in the same sentence. Because you've been thinking about all, everything that's negative about being a black female since you were born. 
We've been thinking about surviving. We've been thinking about survival. We've been thinking about, we've been thinking about just getting by and surviving forever. <laughs> I mean, there's ever. songs about it. Just to get by, just, just to get by, just to get by. Like, I mean, it's just, it's all, <laughs> and so like for me, when I journal, when I'm riding my bike or when I'm exercising, it's like I said to you last time or in other conversations that we've had, I've had these memories, these remembrances of instances in my life where I was just happy, where I was, I, I was, I was joyous. I had, I had just, just unapologetic joy in bacon or in, 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 in a banana or whatever it is, but just holding on and savoring that joy, savoring that love, savoring that peace and not having it associated um, always with a, another person or like just finding gratitude in any and everything that you can find in your life. And I, promise you I don't know the Scientology of the sci the scientific measurements behind it or whatever but I know that it just balances out life if you're well, always operating from a place of trauma then you're not able to bring your full and complete self to to the experience or to your life and we have ways to be able to regulate that of course you know getting getting therapy talking with someone going to exercise all there's so many things that people can that that people can do specifically black women can do in order to balance that out but breath work writing in your journal think talking about things that you are grateful for like joy can be a practice joy can be joy can be as natural with your life as breathing if you let it if right you let it. I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad you talk you're talking about joy in that way and i know you know this both of us are are music majors and you know that everything is a vibration everything is a frequency mm -hmm. and there's an emotional frequency scale that i was introduced to a few years ago i was on um a learning platform mm -hmm. uh, and I was listening to a lady and she was talking about an emotional frequency scale mm -hmm. and she talked about her program is called love and above and there are there are certain frequencies like guilt shame fear anger desire they're low vibrational frequencies mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. people there they are there are studies that where monks will go and they will meditate in a town. There's, there was this one particular study that was done where they went to meditate in a town where it was very crime-ridden. And they went and meditated for a few weeks and the crime stopped, right? Because they are high-frequency beings. They are at a frequency of enlightenment, a frequency of peace, a frequency of joy and love, which is high vibrational frequency. Whereas anger, fear, uh, guilt, shame, those are low vibrating frequencies. A lot of times we'll be talking to each other and just out of just sheer modeling what we've heard growing up, mm -hmm. you know, having low vibrational conversation, we'll be talking to somebody or we can even be saying this to ourselves mm -hmm. and just be talking fear, shame, doubt, speaking things over ourselves. Yes. This book my dad told me about years ago called Hung by the Tongue. 
Right? Mm. I mentioned it in a in a former uh, uh, live I did uh, a few weeks back, where in that book, the whole premise of the book is talking about what you speak out into the world. You know, the things that you're saying to yourself, the things that you're speaking out, the things that you're scripting out that you were discussing at the very beginning of this live. Mm -hmm. You're writing it in present tense, meaning that mm -hmm. you're basically quantum leaping yourself into the Just future. Rewiring everything. You're rewiring yes. Yes. your yes. and creating your life. Yes. And yes. that's what Heal Black Joy is about. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what I that's what I dripped about when I got the download of Heal Black Joy. The whole mm -hmm. platform is based off of getting out of the trauma that we've experienced over our lifetime. Mm-hmm healing that setting clear boundaries right. and then creating the life that we need desire and want but you got to mm -hmm. create it you mm -hmm. got to move forward and the thing with us particularly black women somehow we get stuck ruminating in that thought of the guilt mm -hmm. the shame mm -hmm. the anger the difficult times like how many times like Okay, yeah, the pandemic has happened, but that doesn't mean that we got to sit here and sulk about it. Right. What are you doing right. within this pandemic right. that's going to bring you joy? That's right. going to bring you peace. Yeah. We sit back and we are such a reactive collective group of people. Right. Instead right. of being proactive, Talk we will it. sit back Talk and allow it. things to happen to us instead of us ha happening to the thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. We have so much power inside of us. We, we don't even so realize it, Shauna. Power. We have so much power. My friend Michelle came to visit me um, a few weeks ago, and she was like, Shauna, you have the ability, every time I have hung out with you, you have the ability to make so much out of absolutely nothing. And I ain't never really figured, I've been, we've been friends for like 15 years. And she was like, there's sometimes that I sit back and I wonder, I pray for you, but I also wonder like, how the, how the hell did this girl do this again? Like you came, there's so many people that come to LA and they don't make it, if you will. And mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. me, um, for me, I, I didn't really plan to move to LA, but I came here to visit a friend of mine at the time and then got the opportunity to continue staying here because I ended up getting work here. And there are times when I sit back whenever something is going wrong in my life and I try to figure out, okay, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to move forward? And in every single instance, what I was able to do was just talk in the present tense about what I want to be. Every single instance, every single instance. So when I came to LA and I started going to different jam sessions and, you know, was introducing myself to other musicians and vocalists. Oh, you know, hi, you know, what's your, oh, my name is Bill. Okay. Well, what's your name? Hi, I'm Shauna. Oh, what do you do? I'm an opera singer. You're what? Right. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I'm an opera singer and I am an opera singer. I have performed in, in operas in my past, but mm -hmm. I know that as a black woman, the, the world doesn't regularly see black female opera singers. And so I know that that's a conversation, that's an opening to have a greater discussion of, well, what do you mean opera? No, 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 I, 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 I'm a black woman. So yeah, and from the South. So yeah, I was raised in the church and I know how to sing, sang and all that. But I also have studied formally 
your people's music. And I know how to do, I know how to sing your people's music, my people's music, and anybody else's if you got it. And that's, and, and, and I, and I say that, and I, I would have those conversations, but the reason why I would, would put it out there just like that was because that's what I am. I am a cultured, sometimes bougie, <laughs> black woman who enjoys art and culture and traveling and having great friendships and living and, and experiencing pleasurable things. So why not just be it? Why not just be it? Who, who mm. in my life, I'm single with no kids, who in my life is gonna tap me on the shoulder and be like, Shawnee, you know you can have pleasure? Me, I'm gonna tap myself on the shoulder. I'm gonna tap myself on the shoulder and say, you can have anything that you want in this world if you are brave enough to ask for it. Woo! And, and more often than not, you have to ask yourself for it. Shauna, can I have this relationship? Yes, you can. Shauna, can I have this, this piece of cheesecake? Yes, you can. Shauna, can I have this blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Can I have this blah, blah, blah? Yes, you can. Why? Because you deserve the pleasure of it. Why not? Absolutely. That is a that is a real uh mind hack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because what has happened is somewhere along the line, we felt like we needed permission mm -hmm. for everything. You think they asked for permission? Nope. You think they do? Nope. But not in response to behaving like them. But think about why they don't. They've and never they, had to. They never had to. On a cellular level, they know that all they have to do is just speak it out loud and they can have it. The ones that took advantage of that, you know, disenfranchised lots of people of color and women along the way. But you can have anything in this world that you want and, and as long as you're brave enough to ask for it. And I think black people, specifically black women, have to remind themselves of that every day. Re repeat that over and over as many times as you, as you need to, to where it feels normal. And when you really get that into the cellular structure of who you are, then you will, you will have the ability to manifest anything that you want on the time in the time that you are here on this earth because human beings are here to create that's what we're, we're here to do we we that's what you're here to do we're here to create we're here to create something now it's up to you to figure out what you want to create but we're all put on this earth to create so just what is it that you want to create and all of, and a lot of times it means that we have to get to know ourselves a lot of times we have to get to know ourselves and get to know the things that bring us joy. I've always known that singing and dancing and crocheting and riding my bike brings me joy. I've always known that. I've never really steered away from that in any, in any major capacity in my, in, in my adulthood. Mm -hmm. But I understand that that's a privilege that I have as Shauna Howard, who 
has always held on to that that joy held on to the things that bring me joy there's some adults there's some black women that don't know what brings them joy honey ain't nothing in this world like being a beginner go be Woo! a beginner go be a beginner at something there's go. nothing like it being and, a beginner I mean, there is discovering. nothing discovery like it. discovery it's so, is it's so liberating it's so much fun it's so much fun to be a beginner at something i had a girl i have a girlfriend a good good girlfriend who lives in brooklyn mm -hmm. and if, if, if people that know anything about new york new york is the place for culture for yes. fashion for yes. art for everything yes. that you want to yes. do and she yes. she she had this discovery a couple of weeks ago she said, she said, Lola, what am I doing? I've been complaining about not having anything to do, not, you know, don't want to do anything. But she had never set out to discover where she lived. And she said, I am embarrassed by that. Right. I'm right. embarrassed by that. Right. We get so caught up in the day-to-day -day routine and the difficult times, even in the, in not even the difficult times, we start thinking and getting into these spaces of just doing the same thing as yeah. usual just to coast because yeah. yeah. right now we're all existing we're not sure. living and there's a big sure. difference in living absolutely and existing and yeah. the majority of us specifically black women my sisters we are merely existing mm -hmm. we don't know that we can experience joy we don't know that we can experience healing and love and pleasure and those things and we feel guilty and shameful of even wanting it yeah yeah even yeah. wanting it yeah like we're not worthy of it we talked mm -hmm. about this last week we got to get to a place where we feel worthy because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. a lot and of us don't even yeah. feel worthy that we should have it i dealt with that during the the majority of this quarantine that we were that we are in where I didn't feel deserving of joy. Um, and I don't know how I got over that. Maybe it was just through, you know, continuing to, to play or continuing to, to create art. But, and I think that that's something that Let I- Let me ask you a question, not to cut you off, but I got to ask sure. you a specific question for my listeners. Okay. Why did you feel like you didn't deserve it? Well, who told me that I did? Who, who in my life told me that I did? Ooh, child. Do you, do you, I mean, I will share my contact list with you. That's in my phone. And you pick out the person in the contact list that told me that I did deserve joy. Nobody told me that I deserved it. And I'll call them and be like, did you tell me that I deserve joy? I just can't remember if you did or not. No? Okay. All right. And whoever, whoever. We don't tell each other that we deserve to be happy. Mm. We don't tell each other that we deserve to have pleasure and be at peace. We don't tell each other that because it's so easy to talk about the whole hum and drum of life. It's so, it's, I mean, it's so easy. Like we, we have these trauma bonds with people. Mm-hmm. And while it's a real thing and i don't want any of your listeners and anyone who knows me who as we're doing this live i don't want anyone to to think that i feel like i'm above or better than mm -mm. it's mm -mm. not about that but when you think about 
when you think about what's healthy for the body, what's healthy for the soul, what's healthy for the mind, what's healthy for us holistically, joy will recalibrate that. Mm. Every human being on this earth got a story about difficult times that they've been through. We all do. We yeah. all do. Some a little bit harder and more traumatizing than others. But there's something about play and joy and peace that calms that down. Feeling safe. Feeling it comfortable. It resets the soul. And it resets the soul. We are all victims of something. Not to minimize or not not to minimize how trauma has entered into your life. Right. But your trauma is not specific. Trauma that one experiences more often than not is not specific to the individual. Every human being is going to go through something that is traumatic to them. Right. But we all, as we're living, as we're living, have the ability to take a deep breath. We all have the ability to go get a cup of water, some coffees, a joint, whatever we need in that moment mm. and sit down and talk to God, Jesus, the universe, your dog, whoever about a therapist. it. therapist. A therapist if you have the ability to. Yeah, if you have the ability. We all talk to yourself, look yourself in the mirror like Issa does and, and insecure. insecure. Like, yeah. Go talk to someone, even if it's yourself, even if it's just journaling about it. And of course, you can always find communities of people who have been through similar experiences and mm -hmm. have a healthy place to talk about it. Right. But once you let it out, let it die because you have the ability to have whatever it is that you want. You can have a horrible victim filled mindset and lifestyle. You can have that if you want. Yes. Or, one, or, of, one of the, one of the uh, tribes said, sometimes we're used to being a victim. That's so used true. To it. Used to you, it. You, used to it. You carry it as a badge of honor. Yeah. I remember carrying it as a badge of honor and also not only as a badge of honor, but we like the story attached to it because it brings us attention. Which is Absolutely. all ego. Yeah. People will pay attention to me yeah. if if I can tell them this story, this sad sob story. So now people are paying attention to me. And I hate to, sh to tell you this, my dear sisters and friends, mm -hmm. that is ego. Oh, it is all day long. My, 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 my good, good, good girlfriend broke it down for me one day. And she said, Lola, I've heard this story. You told this story plenty of times. I could probably recite it back to you, <laughs> but I need you to get out of your ego and get off your duck and get back to what it is that you're supposed to be doing yeah. in life. Yeah. She said, because that thing happened to you, it, it happened to you, but it's just a, that's a mere blip in the story of your life. Right. And I hate to break it down and be so harsh, right. but I need you to get it. That's a good girlfriend of yours. So that That's you can move yes. on with your life. Yes, yes. Because we get stuck in that victim mentality, in that victimhood, yeah. and this story that is attached to it. Because if we stop telling the story, now the attention is off of us. And then who are you without that story? Who, who are, are you without you? the story? Who, who are, are you here? without the story? 
who are you without um, reminding people that this happened to you? You want people to know that, yeah. Or you can know, you can be the person that is taking active steps to overcome it and move forward. If it means you got to leave the job, if it means you got to leave the partner, if it means you got to leave that house, if it means that you have to leave that neighborhood, that city, that state, that country, that where that continent, do what you need to do. Do whatever you need to do in order to find peace. One of the things, one of the instances in my life where I really became serious about my health, my 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 holistic health. I don't know if I mentioned it to you beforehand. I'm sure we talked about it privately, but my father passed away about four years ago from Alzheimer's disease. And mm. it is a disease, unfortunately, that runs rampant in my family um, and most African-American families um, mm -hmm. across the United States, across the world. And I had the honor of working for the Alzheimer's Association back in 2019. I was hired to um, be an event coordinator for the Walk to End Alzheimer's. And so my responsibility was to recruit volunteers and support the, the, the development fundraising staff and to help pull this event together for Los, mm -hmm. for Los Angeles. Um, and one of the small tasks that I had to do was, of course, send out um, send out mailings and, you know, print print out statistics and, and things like that. And it was on one of the on one of the uh, sheets that they had about, you know, the 10 ways to prevent or the 10 ways to deal with Alzheimer's. Um, it said uh, care for your mental health. Mm. And I put that list right up next to my desk. And I just looked at it. And I remember at the time I was in a terrible, terrible relationship. And I needed the reason, I needed permission to leave the relationship. And the permission that I gave myself was care for your mental health. Mm. Because eventually if you continue to have if you continue to stress and worry about things that you have the ability to move beyond, then it will affect your emotional wellness mm -hmm. and emotional wellness that is not um, cared for eventually turns into mental health issues, mm -hmm. mental health issues that go uh, that go unnoticed or undetected or addressed eventually will affect your brain health. Mm hmm. And mm -hmm. if you have brain health issues, and if you also have the genetic disposition for Alzheimer's disease, then boom, that's there. it. Yeah. And I often wonder, my dad passed away at 67, and I often wonder, like, he was diagnosed at 64. And I wonder, like, what type of stress was this man under? A lot. A lot. If you followed me last month when I did Old the Black Man, mm-hmm. It was such an eye opener mm -hmm. to the stress that black men are under. Yeah. The spaces that they can't talk about it because mm -hmm. we don't create those spaces, mm -hmm. safe space for them to discuss with us in particular. Right. And they just kind of hold it in. Yeah. And they were also taught to hold it in. Yeah. And yeah. he was a black man in the South, just like my dad, a black woman, a black man in the South. They weren't taught to tell their problems to anybody. You better deal with it. You're strong. You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to hold it in. 
hold it in. Be, uh -uh. No, can't do that. Because if you hold it in long enough, you're going to get angry. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to take it out somewhere. You're going to take it out on something in your life. If you had to tell us one key thing about healing Black joy in difficult times before we go, mm -hmm. what would that one key thing be? It's a saying that my voice teacher gave me. I think I said this last week, but if not, I'm going to say it now. Okay. It's a, it's a saying that my voice teacher gave me when I was studying classical music. I had such a hard time with like wrapping my brain around these white people's music. Like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And she was a white female pro professor. And I was so, I just always wanted to like hold on to my blackness, hold on to my soulfulness with music. And she said to me, Shauna, open mind, open heart, open spirit. Mm. And so that's the, that's what I will share with our mutual listeners. Like in difficult times, open your heart, open your mind, and open your spirit. And mm. and you know, as I said, that my good 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 girlfriend Tiffany said to me, "Live your life with ease, flow, luxury, and pleasure." Yeah. Of course, we all have to be responsible to, you know, our, 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 our responsibilities and what have you, but in everything else and including the things that we need to be responsible to, just look at it with an open heart, an open mind, an open spirit, and know that you ain't going to get it right the first time. It's okay. You're a human being. You're supposed to mess up every once in a while, but you can't be you can't intentionally mess up and, and, and allow for it to just be ego-based. You can't do that. Right, right. But any joy that you need to heal in your life is probably going to come from giving yourself permission to live life with an open mind, an open heart, and an open spirit. Mm. And that's so reminiscent of that childlike nature that you were talking you gotta about. got to have it. Got they have, have yeah. children have open minds, open hearts and open spirits. And that's such a beautiful, that's such a beautiful sentiment to, to, to end with on tonight. Always remember that this healing journey, sometimes it's going to feel like soul food and sometimes it's going to feel like war. I urge you to acknowledge and honor both positions and everything in between. Thanks for tuning into the Heal Black Joy podcast presents Soul Food and War.